welcome back to another episode of How to Feel Good. I'm Alex. Welcome, welcome back. We're here. I am feeling so good, and it's because we're in the throes of summer, my friends. <laughs> summer is my favorite, if you haven't figured that out, but it's we're in a, the midst of a heat wave here in LA, allegedly a heat wave. It, for me, it's the perfect temperature. Everyone's worried about the heat waves. Now, granted, I live by the beach, so we get up we get a breeze it's cooler but i love it so much it's it is warm at night and probably plenty of people don't like that and i thrive so i'm just really in my element and one thing i'm learning from this is like i have a lot to do i'm pretty like jam packed my my list is long but i'm yesterday the priority on that long list was outside I treated it like a job, (laughs) especially um, I've been feeling exhausted lately. And I think it's because I'm really having to push myself from either end really hard. I'm like going hard out in every aspect and and that can get exhausting, especially if you are the one pushing yourself. So um, take a break, rest when you need it. Do something for yourself that's super nourishing. It's a no duh, but for me, like I tend to do that anyway. But I didn't really say like you get a day outside to just like lay in the sun and read a book. And I really needed it. And I feel so good. So do what you need to do so you can keep going. Okay, let's get into the episode. I'm super amped for this episode because um, it's a, a little different this time around. Like I was trying to pick my topic. I had a couple different ideas this week. But I really decided like I had some takeaways and I'm instead of having one topic, I'm going to talk about a few takeaways from the week. There are at least two big ones. There might be a third percolating. Sometimes when I'm in this moment, I'm like learning things as I go and I'm feeling myself like learn, evolve and change. And so we'll see if this third one comes through. But the first two for sure um, I wanted to talk about. But like, I think that's fun. Like instead of like going hard on one topic, let's like just a couple things that have proven to be really true. And I found some really good literature about them that came across my desk this week um, that was really from like um, researchers or um, writers about the topic that I found really inspiring and helpful. So I'm going to be out here citing shit left and right. Get ready. All right, with that in mind, the first thing this week that was big for me was the idea of peace. (laughs) I think it's funny that I'm like crazy and then I'm like, peace, you guys, be peaceful. So I felt a lot more at peace. It could be because summer has arrived and I'm just thriving in it, but this week has felt really peaceful and calm. And I think it's also in part because I stopped like fighting things and I just had a more joyful, easeful attitude. And being peaceful is so key. We lose it in the chaos of the world all the time. We get caught up in the day-to-day stuff or we get caught up in something that happened to us or something someone said to us. Peace is our final state, only state, best state, (laughs) but it's really hard to achieve, especially if you like are trying to achieve something. Like you have a goal, a a task to accomplish, something you've got to do. It can be, you can feel like the opposite of peace in conflict or like inflamed almost. And I think that 
finding a way to find peace in the world no matter what is the work that we do every day forever, forever and ever until we are complete in this life. And one thing that solidified that for me, because this week has been lovely, it has been peaceful and joyful. And even when things got a little bit busy, I still found peace. And as a result of that peace, like things got more peaceful, like something might've come across my desk and then I, you know, just chose to be peaceful about it. And it was in fact, then became a whole peaceful experience. That's kind of the key. That's the secret. But I read something that kind of reinforced it. So it's from the Bhagavad Gita. I don't know if you've heard that. It's which is commonly known as the Gita. A dear friend of mine, Jose, gave me the Bhagavad Gita like, I don't know, more than probably what, six months ago and was like, you've got to read this. He's kind of like a spiritual person as well and is on the path of like self-discovery and all these things. And, and he was like, you've got to read it. And I've never, I'd never read it, but it's a well-known like Hindu text. Um, and it's, it's, it's extremely well-known. If you've never heard about it before, Google it. I think it's in the zeitgeist right now, honestly, because that Oppenheimer movie is out and Oppenheimer quotes a line from the Bhagavad Gita about creating an atomic bomb. Um, so I read it after Jose gave it to me. The first time I read it, I am ashamed to say, or maybe not ashamed, but just, it didn't hit for me. I had, I was like, okay, I'm not sure. You know, like I didn't, I, I didn't really get it. And so I returned to it and I'm starting to piece it together more. And it's starting to become clear. Does that ever happen to you where you read something or maybe you see something once and you're like, it just doesn't connect. And then you go to it again and you're in a different place and it completely connects. So I want to read a line about peace from the Bhagavad Gita. The spiritually mature human being lets all things come and go without effort without desire for any foreseen result, carried along on the current of a vast intelligence. As the, as the great 20th century Hindu sage Ramana Maharshi said, the idea that there is a goal is wrong. We are the goal. We are always peace. To get rid of the idea that we are not peace is all that is required. That's right. Because at the end of the day, that's all it is. We are peace. And it, Every time, and we get things kick up in us that cause us to be thrown off that path of peace. And instead, we can walk down a path for a really long time of anger, sadness, whatever, conflict. But we are always peace. And the goal should be coming back to that. We're going to go off the path all the time. It's up to you if you go off for a long time or a short time. Something else that hit me about this is kind of a complete non sequitur, but um, an amazing article in the New York Times by this guy named Adam Grant who wrote Think Again, which I've talked about that book before. Think Again is about changing your mind. And I've talked about how I'm changing my mind a lot these days. And the But the article is about ambivalent relationships and that some of the most toxic relationships aren't all negative, that often they are ambivalent or mixed So relationships where you care about the person, they can be kind to you, but then they can also be very cruel. And it's a mix of both. And because of that, and because of that kind of roller coaster, the, the, the negativity part of it is, is amplified because you care about them more, you know, like when you, when something you don't care about says something negative, it's far easier to kind of, um, like let it go 
versus if someone you who is a big partner in your life or someone you really respect or care about says it. And this really hit home for me because I have experienced this a couple times and it was really painful. And I would describe those relationships as toxic because they were close to me and yet I could feel underneath the judgment, the um, just w- not not great intentions underneath. And I had to cut those relationships. And it and I at the I remember distinctly when I decided to do it because I felt like I was not at peace because of them. Those relationships inflamed me. They aggravated me. But it wasn't like, like I, I'm sure, I'm sure part of it was me, no doubt. But part of it was them. <laughs> and I think the more I live in the world and the more I do this work, we do not have time for these middle of the road relationships that aren't there to absolutely support you to do your very best. And this article kind of gave a little permission to say like, I'm not going to be here for this up and down. Be here for me. Like I, I want to hold, I want friends that hold me accountable. I want colleagues that hold me accountable. No question. But if you're operating in a disingenuous way, if you swing wildly, no, we're done. We're done. If you have to undermine me with little digs and then also say you're my friend, but digs, or if you can't even say anything positive, goodbye, goodbye. If I threaten you so much that you can't say anything kind, goodbye. I'm here to rise. We need people who are going to rise with us and you will be far more at peace by cutting those people out. Goodbye. They have another journey to go on. They have another lesson to learn. And that's also the power of peace. Peace isn't just rainbows and butterflies, although last week it felt a little like that for me, which is always nice. Peace is also saying, I am not at peace and I want to be at peace. And this is not bringing me peace. So goodbye. And there's power in that too. That's called a boundary. So you could also just set a boundary. You don't have to cut them out, but you set a very strong boundary and you say no. And if they freak out over a boundary, that's also a good answer. They're not, they're not for you. So peace is so important. You can have it any time. It is up to you to choose it, to find it, but it's yours whenever you want it. Just make sure that you're protecting it. There's that people say protect your peace. I mean, it's true. Peace is also surrendering. So you don't force because we can be that way too. We can want something to materialize and therefore force it. And being peaceful about it is so key. So you don't get lost in the forcing and the doing to manifest something when really calm and peace and receptivity will bring you maybe not what you think you need, but what ultimately is the the best and even better than what you could envision and imagine. That's the power of finding peace and letting go and surrendering, like I said. And I think I felt all of that last week and it was just really beautiful because I had a lot to do. I had a lot I should have been doing. I didn't accomplish everything I needed at all, but I did find more peace with myself. And I think it's really, really important 
to find that so you can keep going. So that's my first takeaway, peace. Second is focus. Uh, I saw a couple good quotes about focus. One of my favorite people on Twitter, Dickie Bush, um, tweeted that oftentimes focus is thought of as focusing your attention on one thing a lot. (laughs) That's focus. But in reality, focus is not giving other things attention, giving other things far less attention. And there is a distinction in there. And I think it's super important because I'm finding that to be super true. You have to give things less attention. You have to give social media, probably your friends, if you're trying to like like me build a business, you have to give like what others say, thinking about others, thinking about other stuff, you have to give it less attention. That's key. Like if you're spending, like you're like, I got to focus. I got to focus. Yes. You have to focus on your thing, but you, that also means eliminating so much. It's elimination more than it is focus in my opinion, because we are bombarded. I'm going to say this forever. We are bombarded by things. We can open our phone and all of a sudden an hour will pass and all we did was look at other people's photos, writing, etc. You've got to eliminate. Eliminate the stuff so therefore it narrows your field and there you will find your focus. Huge, right? That's from Dickie Bush. Thank you, Dickie. Now, also, I'm going to read this quote from James Clear. James Clear wrote Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits is a great book. It's gone like mega viral. You've probably heard of it. If you haven't, pick it up. Even if it's like become so mainstream, who cares? It's an excellent book. James Clear is also excellent and he is prolific on Twitter and he has great ideas. Here is a quote from him or from his Twitter. The myth is that there isn't enough time. There is plenty of time. There isn't enough focus with the time you have. You win by directing your attention toward better things. You win by directing your attention toward better things. Boom. So true. Like I said, eliminate the bullshit. Win by directing your attention to better stuff. Be a better consumer of stuff. Stop consuming crap. We all do it. Like, I will watch a TV show. It's not even a shitty TV show. It's probably a good TV show. And I'm like, this isn't it. Give me more. And this is me raising my level because you are what you consume. You are. Just the same way you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with. And going back to number one, to peace, which is why it's so important to surround yourself with absolute killers, absolute loving, encouraging people who are dope as fuck. That's so important. It's so important to consume content that feeds you and to not consume crap, to not just like scroll until your mind is numb and watch TV till your mind is numb. Seek out better stuff. Focus your attention on better stuff. Seek out ideas. Seek out better ideas. That's the thing. We're here to talk about ideas that inspire There's that Tupac quote that the realist people talk about ideas. They don't talk about others. They don't gossip. They talk about the things that bring them energy, 
that enliven them. It reminds me, I also read one of my, one of the creators I read often was talking about how, you know, he's an entrepreneur, he has his own business. He um, writes for a living and he's completely like, if, if you do that, if you are completely self-sustaining and you work for other clients, it requires you to show up every day with a lot of internal fire and it requires you to push yourself every day and often just like keep pushing and keep growing and keep doing more to advance your business. And that's exhausting because, you know, if you, if you work a nine to five, for example, it can be exhausting in different ways, but you're kind of, in, you're driven by the fact that you got to arrive there by a certain time where your boss will, you know, be like, what's the deal? But when you are completely driven and building something on your own and you are your boss, it can actually get exhausting in a, in a, in a you know, like deeply exhausting because you are having these constant internal battles, internal conversations. And so he had to take like a big energetic break and just like relax for a little bit. And I really understood that because when you are the, you are really guarding your energy. And so it's just so important, so important to protect your energy, to ensure that you are filling yourself up in a way that is empowering and that will help you keep going. That's why I I think it's just so key that you feed yourself the right things. Because if you feed yourself the crap, you'll start to see that in your day-to-day actions, attitude, et cetera. Feed yourself good things. Um, I just saw this list of the, like the top 10 books, um, Ernest Hemingway said, are like the best things ever written that the writing will change your life. And I'm going to read them instead of like the other bullshit that I would do in the evening. I'm going to read these books because, and I've already started and they're very good. (laughs) He's not wrong. And reading that is going to be like plants for my brain rather than kind of zoning out. Now, listen, you know, I love a zone out. You know, I love to consume television content every now and then, and I still do. But when I start to feel gross, it's time to adjust. You are the average of what you consume and what are you consuming? So focus on that. Focus is so important. And like I said, it is an elimination because we are gluttonous with the stuff we consume right now. We are consuming a bunch of crap and it's gross. Let's be more thoughtful about what we consume. Let's eliminate the stuff that we do not need and start to really think about what we're feeding ourselves. In the beginning, like I've said, like going, it's like going off sugar. You're like, this doesn't sound appealing to me at all. And then slowly but surely you start to see yourself wanting better and reaching for better things that feed your brain in a different way. You know, in protecting your peace, You can feel when you're off. You can feel when you're aggravated and when something is not right, when something is being kicked up inside you or these, you know, the thing about the toxic relationships is you leave, like if you leave an interaction with someone feeling gross, feeling shittier, that's a bad sign. And if they happen to be like your friend, it's even more difficult But it's so important to say, hey, this isn't working because look how I feel afterwards. This isn't it. And I've got to choose myself. And it can be really hard to do that because you're like, wait, wait, but you're my friend. But it's just not right. It's just not working for you. You deserve to be around people who want you to achieve every fucking dream you have. And here's the here's the other part that I'm not saying. I'm a good friend. You're a good friend. We are good friends friends. We are there. I want to see all my friends win. I have 
learned enough to know that even if you do experience like a jealousy of a friend who make who like has a huge victory, all that jealousy is showing you what something you want. It's a reflection that it's possible for you. And I have embraced that now. So I truly, truly, truly only want my friends to win. And so if I don't have friends who want me to win, there's no point because we are here to grow and succeed together. I will help you. I will be there for you. I will help you figure it out, identify what you need to do and encourage you. And if my friends can't do that for me, no. And so sometimes that needs to mean that you, you take your time away from them. And so identifying that, identifying when something is not right and eliminating it and then focusing on things that energize you, that's what you should be looking for. Find those things, focus on those things and eliminate the rest. This will happen. This will require experimentation. You'll put a lot of stuff on your plate. Then all of a sudden there'll be way too much on your plate and you will let go of the things that don't work for you. They will fall away and what does work will stay. That's the beauty and secret of this. You just got to start experimenting. People are so scared to experiment. Just try. And then all of a sudden you'll be doing 10 million things and you'll say, this is too much. And the stuff that isn't your number one will fall away. And the stuff that really works, that you really like, that makes you feel good, will stay. That's, that's it. Those two things for me this week have been huge. Find your peace, protect it, and then eliminate and focus on what makes you feel good. And be mindful of what you consume and mindful of the people around you because they influence you. You want people absolutely cheering for you, encouraging you. And even if this, you know, there, there's no doubt people in your life who don't necessarily wish you harm, but they are not there for you. And it's your responsibility to kind of be discerning about what does and doesn't work for you. And there's no saying that they won't come back around because maybe they're on a journey too and they're learning to grow and evolve and improve. But plenty of people are on a different journey. You know, you meet them and you're like, okay, well, your journey is to learn something different than me. And I respect that, but I'm not going to go where you want to go. I'm going to go where I want to go. That's why we're here to grow, to improve, to evolve. It's like the, like I said, you know, I tried to read the Bhagavad Gita like six months ago and it, and I was like, huh? And pick it up again. And you're like, you've, you're changed. Your brain sees and, and, and processes differently. That's the goal. We're here to evolve and grow. So that's it for this week. Those are my two takeaways. We'll see if we keep doing this. I just liked that, like, you know, I'm always on the quest to learn more and to see these people who I really respect kind of talking about two things that really resonated for me this week was big. So check those things out. Check out um, the Bhagavad Gita. Check out James Clear. Check out um, Adam Grant. Great writers, great thinkers. Um, and I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week. As usual, thank you so much for being here. It means so much to me. And I will see you in the next episode. Kind of feel good. Okay, thanks. Bye.